Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to a very special service here at MCNE today as we are led by our children in our Sunday school. Uh, let's read Matthew chapter 18 as we start, verses 1 to 5, where we read, At that time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. And so today we are welcoming the children into our presence and setting them before us, as it were, to learn from them. And so come, let's pray before we start. Father, we know that you call us to a childlike faith. We know that you sent your son as a child to show us the way. And so as we worship today, help us to see you in the eyes and in the voices and the actions of our precious children. Come and open our eyes to see what you are saying to us today. And may your name be praised above all as the children lead us in worship today. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, and bless this time, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, before we hand over to the Sunday school, we're going to sing a song. And so come, let's sing together. To God be the glory.
Children are very special to Jesus. Uh, he spent time with them. They were an integral part of his teaching. Remember he said, let the children come to me and do not stop them because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And he also said, unless you accept the kingdom of God like a little child, you will not enter it. I remember the very first service that we held here at Mseni, 22nd of April, 2007. And at that service, uh, Bronwyn, after the service at the tea, Bronwyn Varma came up to me and said, if ever we wanted to start a Sunday school, she was our girl. And a few months later, she and our daughter Anne uh, teamed up and they formed our Sunday school. They got it going. And together with others who joined them along the way, our Sunday school or children's church has grown from strength to strength. Then in 2010, we introduced Small Talk, which has been so ably led by Sandy Heck, and which has become such an important part of our worship Sunday by Sunday. And our children are just so very, very special to us. They're an important part of the Kingdom of God. They're an important part of our congregation here at Mseni. And we give thanks to God for them. So let's give him the praise and the glory. Um, today we continue our series uh, with Jesus and people. We've looked at Jesus and authority. We've looked at Jesus and woman. We've looked at Jesus and the vulnerable. Today we're going to look at Jesus and the children. And uh, I'm very blessed to be able to be sitting here in our Sunday school, Mseni Methodist Church Sunday School, uh, with Bronwyn and with, with Anne. And they're going, to, they're going to lead us through this journey that they've been on for the last 13 years or even longer with uh, Mseni, but also as teachers. And, and we are going to include small talk. We're going to include KFC. We're going to include... Uh, various uh, teachers are going to say stuff. The children have to answer some questions. But all in all, is it's, it's us and God. And we are God's children. So today, I want to introduce to you Bronwyn and Anne. And they're going to lead us uh, in this discussion. And they're going to highlight certain things that are going to happen. So please enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Lovely to see you all. It is. We really can't wait till we're all together. I think with coming up with this, this sermon, Anne and I have been able to reflect a lot on the journey that's been taken through throughout the inclusion of the children within the church and the learning that's happened for them. And Anne and I were just wanting to share a little bit of the, the people that have been involved in that and, and some of the amazing things that have actually come out of it. So, and the beginning, I mean, where did we, how did we start? So, um, we started, I was living across at uh, the retreat house, I was looking after the facility there, and um, we were attending church in the hall across here, and um, my dad, Bill Mika, he approached Bronwyn and myself and invited us um, to fill that need. Um, there were children, little children attending church, disrupting church, and um, they needed some distraction, but also um, they needed to be invited into the family of God. And that's where we started. We started in a little room next door in the retreat house, and um, sometimes doing the 
<laughs> the pictures ourselves. Because there were no children <laughs> that week, because we were so small. Yeah, um, but sure. we had two or three little kids, and they were very little. Um, one of our first um, children that were uh, blessed to be with us is uh, Stephen Rodwell, who um, is still with us today, which is a really tremendous um, gift, not only to us, but to the church as well. Um, that, and it just shows you what can happen. It, it shows you how, right from the beginning, um, you know, Stephen's been with us, he's with us now, but I think we also have to make mention that there's, there's a lot of the foundation within the church which, which came from, from the generosity in memory of Jenny Rodwell. And very often when people come for tea and they, or when they came for tea and they saw what was at the church, um, a lot of that, a, a lot of the stuff that we had there was, was because of the Rodwell family. And it's just such a blessing that Stephen is still with us now. And still involved, yes. And um, also, at the beginning, when we were invited to then move across to the halls here, um, we were blessed with the most amazing teacher, um, Alan Cunningham, who just spoke to the children on the most incredible level. Um, and I learned so much from him. He was the most gracious person. Um, and he would just, this giant of a man would get right down onto the kids' level. Um, and they just loved him. They adored him. Um, Do you remember when we were still so small and we did the Christmas, yes, we did the one thinking. Christmas service and we didn't have enough children to be all the wise men. So we made Alan one of the wise men. And if anyone in the congregation has never had the fortune of meeting Alan, he is tall. He's taller than me, and I mean, I'm big, and this guy is this guy is massive. He's talking tall. tall, tall. So in walk, our wise men, two little and, wise men, and, and Alan. <laughs> but I think what's also special with that is that Alan, Alan's actually taught Jade, and the congregation knows Jade, and she's now teaching with us. But it's amazing how he impacted her life and how she's also still in the journey with us now. So we're going to watch a little clip um, of Jade and, and just her tribute to her experience at Epsini, but also her journey. Uh, and so let us watch as she, as she shares a little bit of that with us. Hi everyone. Today I would just like to share my Epsini journey with you of being a Sunday school child and developing into a Sunday school teacher and my inspiration for that. I came to Mseni when I was about 10 years old. Um, my brother was 2 and my sister was 14 and we transferred over from Northfield to Mseni. And my Sunday school teacher at the time was Alan Cunningham. And he was a big inspiration for me because he listened and he was always patient and he made learning about God so fun and I really wanted to pass that on to other children and show them the love of God in, in, a, in a fun way as well. And I've always loved spending time with children. When my brother was little, my mom said he had three mothers because my sister and I always wanted to help him and look after him. And Spending time with children is amazing for me because they've got such an innocence and God said himself, you have to have faith like a child. And 
they they believe so much and they've got such big dreams and it's so nice to uh, rehash your own faith by looking at them because they their view of the world is just incredible to me and so this love of Jesus and the love of children came together and I really wanted to become a Sunday school teacher and and pass my joy and my love for Jesus onto children. And so I slowly started helping the Sunday school teachers more and more. And six years later, I got confirmed with Bill Meeker. And he just gave me an even deeper love for Jesus and a, a deeper relationship with him. I got to ask all my, my questions and be open. And it was such an amazing journey for me. And it really enhanced my love and my, my desire to pass this beautiful faith on to children so that they could find this joy as early on as possible. And so that was my inspiration for becoming a Sunday school teacher. I love being a Sunday school teacher. And I think it's something that will be part of my life for a very, very long time. Thanks. <laughs> so, so as we were growing as a Sunday school, MCN has always been phenomenal at keeping um, the children as part of the congregation. And this was the point when, when Small Talk started, and we were so blessed to have Sandy, um, you know, really getting that kicked off, and then Pixie supporting her in a great way. Small Talk itself has taken a journey where, where now we've got a number of people helping us. But I think we'll always have gratitude towards Sandy for what she did to us and her, her understanding and appreciation of Jesus' love for the children. And just some of those marvellous services Thanks and yes, traditions that she started with Small Talk. We are very grateful to Sandy and to Pixie. And Small Talk, Small Talk is a big, big part, big part of our church. Yes, I think uh, every Sunday uh, we meet in, in the church and every Sunday there's an there's, there's a opportunity for the kids to come forward and we do small talk. And I think that's what makes it, because Jesus invited all the kids. And so we, as MCN Methodist Church, we love to have the kids come to the front. We love to tell them that story. And Sandy started it, but it, it hasn't ended. It hasn't, that ministry hasn't stopped. It, it still continues today. And so from our side, uh, we are very blessed that that little, because I love illustrations. And by, by her doing, or everybody else doing illustrations and showing kids, that's what the children remember. That's what I remember. Uh, as a child too. Good morning everyone. It is such a privilege today to be able to share with you just a little bit of the things that I have done with the children during small talk. I remember clearly the day Uncle Bill asked me to please do small talk and for four weeks in a row I took a lesson to the, to the church and not one child pitched up. And Uncle Bill said, let's wait a while. And after that, he said, let's try again. And that very first Sunday, I had two children. And wow, how small talk grew. For me, it was always a calling. I always felt led by the Spirit. And I was God's hands and feet. Helping these special children understand just how much Jesus loved them 
and how special and valued they were meant that I needed to sit on the floor with them, be one of them and engage with them at their level. Watching their expressions, making eye contact, seeing how focused and excited they became was absolutely priceless. I chose to always start small talk by letting the children express some of their feelings and to just be themselves. I clearly remember when Kyle and Karen, for about three weeks in a row, decided that they would sing a song for us before we even started. I remember how children shared their holiday experiences with me. I remember how Abigail had won a woman's race and how she told us about that. How Stephen told us about how he played golf. Allowing them to know that their voices counted and that they were heard and that they mattered and that we cared, that they were important and that God had um, gifted them with special talents. I also remember how we once had a challenge and we collected nappies and how we also had the ox and children brought money to, to um, small talk and how after that we were able to give Auntie Yvonne a huge box of nappies with lots and lots of big red bows. But I also knew from my experience that in order for children to learn they needed to have object lessons stories, puppets, songs, pictures and experiments which would capture their interest and give them something to hang a biblical truth on. So these are just some of my very favorite lessons. Licorice all sorts. I remember clearly how I would say to the children, you choose your favorite, look for the one that you really like the best. And then afterwards we would discuss how Jesus has no favorites. I used the blackjack and told the story of how this blackjack got stuck onto a little boy's sock, how he played with his friends, how he went home and sat around the table with his family, how the sock went into the washing machine and came out and was still stuck there. And then we discussed how important it is to stick to Jesus through the good and the difficult times. Quality Street Sweets. Again, the children had to choose their favorite, but it wouldn't be according to the wrapper. It would be according to what was inside the wrapper. So what was inside was what really counted. And so we discussed what our hearts should look like. One of my very favorites was allowing the children to build an ice cream sundae. And they were given ice cream and chocolate sauces and caramel sauces and sprinkles and all kinds of really nice goodies. And they were asked to create their very, very best ice cream sundae. And then I clearly remember how Cameron stood in front of the congregation and I said to him, now I want you to give that away. And I know how he battled to do it. But again, the lesson was, Jesus was God's very, very best. 
and God gave his only son to us. There were the three tins. One had a label that said ladybirds, the other had a label with bees, and the third one was human beings. And so we opened the tin with ladybirds and we discussed how a ladybird behaved and what they would expect. Then we opened the tin of bees and we said, how would the bees behave? What would you expect from the bees? And then I said, what would happen if I opened this tin with human beings? And one of the little girls turned around and said to me, Auntie Sandy, what are human beings? And that has always been something that I've remembered and treasured and have laughed about so often. Yes, how do we as human beings behave when we are Christians? And then the puppet. Oh my goodness. This puppet became a real favorite. And down his throat was always a very special object. So this was Mr. Grace. And in this particular lesson, somebody had to go in and dig out and see what was inside the puppet's throat. And on this occasion, it's a tape measure. So we spoke about how long, how wide, and how deep is God's love for us. I know that Connor actually didn't really like this puppet very much, but the other children couldn't wait for Mr. Grace to arrive. And then we always used to finish off our small talk with a prayer. And I so, so fondly remember how Madison, Sheridan, Confidence, and Abigail, when it was in their hearts, would come and sit on my lap and they would say the most precious, precious prayers that only a child could say. Now, of course, all of this takes a lot of courage to come to the front to have to answer questions and to share something of yourself in front of the entire congregation. And so after each session, the children were always rewarded. And this is where the fish came in. But of course, the biggest reward was always mine. As I was led by the Spirit and blessed by keen, happy, bright faces, soaking up a biblical truth and learning to love Jesus more and more, having learned that Jesus loved them first. And then we move on to KFC. Um, this was the brainchild of Jade and Beryl, and it just filled a, a need to, um, to have the youngsters really come and enjoy each other and in a Christian way on a Friday afternoon and just experience a little bit of fellowship um, just in a really playful, fun way. Um, and we're going to watch something really wonderful that they've put together showing you that journey. Hello everyone. Hello. <laughs> um, it's 2020 already and... What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm 20 now. Oh, <laughs> feels like yesterday she was born. It uh, also feels like yesterday since we started KFC, and it's been three years already since we started that. We started it in February 2017. Yes. 
February when Jade was in grade 11. Grade 11, yeah. And, now and I was 25. You're still 25. Oh, of course <laughs> I'm still 25. Do you even remember why we started KFC? Um, of course I do. <laughs> X29 was uh, the inspiration for me, actually. I went to a youth group called X29. And we were the 29th chapter of, cha uh, of Acts. Because as you know, Axt, or maybe you don't know, Axt, the, the book of Acts has only got 28 chapters. And we were saying, well, we are the youth group at uh, Kempton Park Methodist Church, and we were going to be the 29th chapter of Acts. Mm -hmm. So then we've been at Msini for about six years. No, um, I think it was about seven, because we went to Msini in 2010. So Calvin mm -hmm. was two and a half going on three and you were ten, ten yeah. and Leanne was fourteen mm -hmm. and uh, we went to the church and Calvin enjoyed the church because that's one of the reasons why we went there because Calvin wouldn't go to Sunday school at Northfield, at Northfield yeah. and um, he enjoyed Sunday school at Simseni and that's why we stayed at Simseni mm -hmm. and but there was nothing for the teenagers and when I um, became well, leader. Well, at think. that point, it was Uncle Alan, Uncle Alan Cunningham. He was the the teenagers teacher at the time. Because even though I was ten, I wasn't a teenager yet. I was still a lot older than everyone else, and my sister was fourteen. So we were with Uncle Alan. So there was kind of something there, but nothing on Friday nights because no. our X twenty nine was on Friday nights, mm -hmm. and it was the big thing to go to X twenty nine. Why? Because at one stage we had a hundred children going on a Friday night, and oh. it was it was <laughs> friends. You you went there and you met your friends. You didn't go to. It wasn't like going to church. It felt like you were going to go mm. to your friends. And mm. um, I don't know if it's because maybe my brother ran it. Um, that's why I felt more at home. But every Friday night and Saturday night, it was it would be us all going. It was like a whole group. And when we went out, we would go. Out with our friends and mm. we would go to movies together and we'd go to people's houses and we'd watch movies and we'd play games and we'd play Pictionary <laughs> and Stephen and Gavin Landers cheated <laughs> with Pictionary because they couldn't draw but it's those type of things that I'll never ever forget mm. and it was because mm. we went to church and we went to church as a as a group, it wasn't, it was a friendship circle that developed. Yeah. And I thought that maybe we needed something like that at Amsani because it's because of X29 and our friendship circle that there's a lot of people out of X29 days that became ministers. Wow. I was going to say, wow, 100 children, um, and then at KFC we've only got like around 20 at the moment. But we started with five yes and it's it's actually grown a lot to mm. 20 and it's nice we i think is a nice friendship circle developing at kfc yes. just like yes. i remember from x29 days and even though at the moment we can't have something for the teenagers because um the, the children that come to kfc are still quite young i think our, our long-term goal even when we started kfc was we really wanted an attraction for more younger people to come to mm. the church because if we have a space for the teenagers, mm. then hopefully they'll bring their friends and we'll just have more of a younger 
uh, age but yeah. now the opportunities there with our new Sunday school that's been built mm. we've got that fizzball and um, foosball or foosball fizzball I don't know the thing <laughs> that you play with little soccer players or something like that foosball but it's but it's an op- it's a place for children to be able to play and be safe and uh, parents can drop them off and I, th- I just think there's just so much potential with the, mm. the area that we've got mm. now thanks all to all the um, the people that have contributed to building the church. Mm, and we've done so many amazing things with KFC as it is. I mean, we've done uh, pool parties, we've done Easter egg hunts, we've done movie nights, we've done pajama days. And color, 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 fest. color fests. We've done... You've got green stuff in your ear and even the mm. doctor thought there was something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just so much fun to find so many ways to have fun and learn about God at the same time. And yeah. sometimes some of the answers the children give us is so amazing they've really got such amazing insights into jesus and mm. and how much god loves them and it's but it's, that's why jesus said that uh, we must come like children we mm. must have faith like children mm. and mm. not see things uh, deeper meaning you must see it as, as it is and mm. that's what um that's what i love about kfc yeah. is because then i can just be a child just like them yes and, and do cartwheels and handstands and King Stingers. No, we don't do no, King Stingers. King no, we don't do King Stingers. Play with hoops and, uh, and hide duck, and duck, seek. goose and hide and seek. Yes. yes. And mm. it's all fun. Yes. And I really hope, even though there's been this big break, I think it'll be really fun to continue with KFC and go mm. back to having so much fun and mm. hopefully it can grow mm. even more. And I think on that note, I think we should say thank you to all the kids that have ever been with us. Mm. Uh, Abby and Lexi, Connor mm. and Ewan, Connor nine, Connor eleven and oh, Connor eleven and Ewan, Connor nine and Kian, oh yes, and Jenna and Michael and Madison and all her friends that she mm. brought with every now and then, Ethan and his sister Amber Lee that comes, yes, and, and Cameron and Liam, Liam or male, male, uh, Hannah, Hannah Levi, Levi, Connie, Karen, Kyle, uh, then Terence and Sheridan. And Stacy, and Stacy, poor little Stacy. Oh, shame! Oh, <laughs> All the way in Australia. And Calvin, and our brother and Calvin. Calvin, and then uh, there's Byron. Mm. Thank you, who's the recently joined us. Teacher at KFC. Mm. Thank you to all the parents yes, for bringing the children and help and support us whenever yeah. we need it. And if we we couldn't make it, then uh, sometimes the parents would stand in. Thank mm. you very much. Appreciate, mm. I appreciate that. And Bill Mika. Mm. They played the the guitar and helped us sing. Yes, in the beginning. Thank you to you. And then, sorry, Derek. (laughs) Thank you and apologies to Derek Wilson for enduring our our noise and and shouting and singing monkey and jumping up and down. Yes, and thank you to Tricky Trevor who comes and does a show for us at Terms End and just brings a little bit of light into our lives before the holidays. Mm. And then, and then thank you to God for helping us to be in. Uh, the garden with all the beautiful flowers and helping mm. them grow. And I hope we get to do this for a very long time and watch it grow and watch the children grow and just mm. keep having fun. Mm. And on that note, uh, then all the K- children of KFC say, Amen! <laughs> so when we first started Sunday School, um, there was a, a real need for music. Um, and with the donation that we received, um, we initially started off with a little portable CD player and some 
um, CDs that we played on the regular. And the plug never worked. And the plug would fiddle faddle and drop us in the middle of songs and we'd have to reset. Um, so obviously that wasn't sustainable. Um, and we were blessed with the multi-talented Ian Piggott who joined our church and was just this inspirational, bubbly personality who connected so vibrantly with the children and was just so wonderfully animated and um, it was just such a joy to bring real music um, into the Sunday School. Um, he set up traditions like um, the song that we sing for um, the birthday, the Christian birthday song, um, and a lot of the songs that we sing today, some of the extra verses were made up by him. Um, so, so Ian, Ian also left, left a legacy in the sense that he, he started teaching some of the children to play the guitar. And one of the children that he started to teach to play the guitar was you. And that was when, um, when, when Ian wasn't able to stay with us anymore. It wasn't a case that he had just left, but he had actually left us with the ability to, to carry on with that. Um, but one of the most special things that, that Ian brought to Sunday School that still stays on is the way that the children go into prayer. And so we've got a something that Ian wrote uh, for us as well, so we're going to just, uh, it's going to appear on the screen, so you can read that for yourself. While you're listening to the While song. While you're listening to the song. I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all my burdens down at your feet. And any time I don't know what to do, I cast all my cares upon you.
children of MCNE Sunday School and Congregation, Auntie Wendy here, ready to tell you a short story. Are you ready to listen? Because today our story is all about our friend Jesus and the ways he taught us of his love for all the children in the world. And because he was once a child just like you, he can understand exactly what it is like to be a child. He did all the things children do. He had to help his mom and his dad. In fact, he learned his trade, which was carpentry, from his dad. He was a lot like you, a normal boy. But he used his time carefully. He knew it was important to play with his friends, rest when he was tired, and celebrate when something happened. He did like parties. So as you can see, he experienced much the same things as you. And as he grew up and took on the responsibility of teaching us about the love of God, he had a very tender heart towards children. He healed them, he stood up for them, and he blessed them. He wanted children to know him, but most important of all, he loved them. And if you get to know Jesus through learning about him, he will come into your heart even though he is in heaven watching over us. Yes, even you who are listening right now. And so, children of Emseni, whenever you take your troubles to Jesus, remember that he will listen and understand. And we thank you, Father, for loving us. Have a lovely day, everyone. Here's a message to our kids from Granny Beryl. Granny Beryl would like to let all you little people know how much Jesus cares for you. Think about the times when you were at the shops or when you had to cross a busy road or when you went on an outing at school. Your dad, mom or older brother or sister or your teachers would always hold your hands to keep you from wandering off or getting hurt. Jesus holds our hands and keeps us safe every day and night. Remember that he is always close to you and you are never alone. Big hugs to you all. I can't wait to see you again. We are going to just um, introduce some of the teachers to you uh, that, that do play a role. And I always think it's, 
the foundation of Sundays, uh, foundation of any Christian life is built, especially for children, starts the day they've been baptized. When you're baptized, you, you are brought into this, this family. And so it is our responsibility, uh, it actually says that we need to bring our children up in a Christian environment, surround them with Christian people or people of the same mind. And that's why people bring their kids to Sunday school. And so we have teachers that do this amazing ministry for us um, and build that foundation uh, for, the, for, for these children. And so we're going to introduce... Brennan uh, is going to introduce you to some of the teachers uh, that we currently do have. Uh, but know that that foundation starts at uh, a baptism, Sunday school, confirmation, and then these kids go into the world. And we, we, have, we have pure examples. Uh, we sometimes get lost, but we always return because of our foundation. Yeah, so, so in the junior school, we've got Beryl and Jade. And then for the, for the older grades, we've got Shireen and Anne, take, take the older kids. And more recently, uh, with the guidance of, of Rob, we've even uh, grown to a point where we can even have teenage church. So there's, there's still a number of people that, that are involved and looking forward to us all getting back. And we also can't forget the background support that we get not only from Dawn, that sounds weird, my mom, um, as well as as well as Beryl Marsdorf and the entire leadership team of, of MCME is unbelievably supportive to the growth of Jesus being part of these kids' lives. And we thank you for that contribution. We do. Going through the journey and thinking about all the people that have played a part of it has been fantastic. But the, the true essence and purpose of children's church and children within Mzeni is for them to have that stronger, deeper relationship with Jesus. And it, was, it wasn't until we actually went through this process to put this together that I really started to hear back from the amount of growth and insight that, that some of the kids have and their relationship with, with Jesus is just unbelievably strong and, and that's something that's just so special. It's, it's wonderful to know that we've touched the children that we've taught but I don't think they know just how much they've touched us by letting us teach them. So Derek's got a few questions that he's going to ask the kids and uh, there's some responses and these, these responses are purely natural. They have not been um, how do you say, co coerced or coached or anything that is like this video that is unprepared, that is prepared but unprepared but so well done. So, uh, but it's the kid's voice, it's the kid's response uh, to the questions. Good morning boys and girls. It's uh, a lovely pleasure for me to be with you this morning. Uh, Bronwyn asked me if I would just uh, share a few thoughts with you this morning. So let me ask you, when you read the stories of Jesus uh, and when you see the pictures of Jesus, however you see those, when you look at those pictures, you'll always find that there are children in those pictures. And I often say to myself, why? Because 
Once Jesus said in the Bible, let the children come to me. God was children like Jesus. Because Jesus wants Because Jesus wants the children to learn from him. Because Jesus cares for the children and he and he loves playing with them and he loves seeing seeing the flock. The reason why um, there are always children around Jesus when we read the stories and we hear them is because he loves children. He loves you uh, so much. So let me ask you a question. Do you know why Jesus loves you? I think Jesus loves me because Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit are one. And God created us in his own image because he loved, he wanted someone to love. I'll tell you why. Because you're special. Has your mom or dad or mom and dad ever told you that they love you? Of course they have. Because, because you belong to them. And there's a sense in which Jesus says exactly the same to you. He loves you because... You're his. He made you. Do mom and dad ever hug you? Do mom and dad ever kiss you? And I know the boys go, ugh, uh, when we're speaking about kissing and hugging. But you know what? Kisses and hugs tell us that we're special. Tell us that we loved. And, and when I read the Bible, I, all, all over the Bible, you'll find that Jesus has got children around him. And, and I'm sure that it was because the children sensed and knew that Jesus loved them. So now, if that's the case, let me ask you, how do you feel when mom and dad or someone close to you or whoever says, I love you? I feel special and really, really important to that person. If somebody tells me they love me, I know that I feel special and I'm happy and I'm proud and, and, and I get all warm and fuzzy. And I wonder if that's true for you. How do you feel when mom and dad say, I love you? It's because they care for you and because, because you're part of them. And that's exactly the same for Jesus. You see, mom and Dad have discovered that Jesus loves them, loves them enough to die for them. And so they want you to know that you are so special, they'd probably die for you too. And so, you see, Jesus often gives us big people advice on how to behave and, and how to live good lives and, and how to be caring and compassionate and all the rest. When we understand as big people that Jesus loves us, we want you, uh, the children around us in our church, we want you also to know uh, that we love you and that you're special. Because you see, one day you're going to be big. And then you're going to be like us, like us old people with gray hair like mine. And, and you need to know how much God loves you so that you can pass it on. Uh, to the people around you. That's what Sunday School is all about.
in many respects. Uh, you, you come to Sunday school just so that we can tell you that we love you. Just so that you can be part of our, our church, so that you can come into our little worship service. Can you remember when we used to have church in the church instead of on TV? Well then, you need to know that you are very, very special. And we want to take the time today uh, in our service to tell you that. Know that Jesus loves you. And I'm sure uh, that mom and dad uh, will give you a hug uh, for me uh, to you today. And so God bless you, and may you just have a great sense of how much Jesus loves you. So let's just pray a moment, shall we? Do you want to close your eyes? And we'll do that. Oh God, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you sent Jesus to show us how much you love us. Thank you that you sent Jesus so that he could take you uh, to us, or bring you to us so that we can be your children. And even as I sit here with all my gray hair, I'm still your child, O oh God. And thank you for loving me. And I ask for you just to reach out and love the children, uh, each and every one, as they listen uh, to this and as we pray together. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here now. God bless us, and we want you to know how much we love you. Amen. God bless, boys and girls. It was lovely chatting with you today. I know today is different to, to any other service that we've done, but know that the children, Jesus invited all the children into his presence. He never wanted them to be excluded, and so we thought it'd be good that we also explained to you where the journey of Emsini Methodist Church, the, the children of the children's church here at Emsini, and we look forward to the journey uh, ahead. Yes, we are still in lockdown and we can only come back to lockdown once once we are back at level one. So it is going to be soon. We want to say we miss you guys uh, and we can't wait to have you back yeah, at church. So God bless you.